Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Scott here from Woke Societies here to drop another truth bomb of an episode for you guys. I cannot wait to jump into this. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, so let's jump right into it, shall we? Let's get the shameless plugs out of the way, and we'll get into the content. Don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube Woke Societies channel. As you guys can see, there's been some changes here. I put some playlists in there now, and I put on the top my most absolute favorite episode, what is Project Looking Glass? I want people to go there first when they come to this channel. Um, by far, it's my favorite episode just with a bunch of different topics. But again, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family about this channel and get it out there. We are the news now. Support independent media. If you guys want, you can also go to my Woke Society's Patreon where you can become a patron for as low as a dollar a month, $12 a year, or you can do more than that completely up to you. Here's my bit shoot if you guys want to check out if you guys hate YouTube and you just want a backup channel, you guys can go check out the bit shoot. It's right there. And that is just in case, God forbid, something were to happen to my YouTube channel. That is there as a backup. Go to my wokesociety.com webpage where you can find all my podcasting platform links so you guys can download my content on the go. And if you click the store link, it'll bring you to this beautiful store here that has all the woke and Q swag that you could possibly enjoy. And of course, my personal favorite that I like to show off is the Woke Society's official coffee mug. That has been the best seller so far, and I can see why. It's a beautiful logo, and my brother does a fantastic work. And the last thing, if you guys want to donate to the show as a one-time gift, you guys can go right to the PayPal and send it right there for me. All right. So what are we going to get into today? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into some red pill stuff, real red pill stuff, stuff you're going to be able to show your family and friends especially about Bill Gates. If they're still on the Bill Gates train with this vaccine, we're going to get into just a story that the mainstream media will never touch, has not touched, um, about what his vaccines did to the people of India. And we're also going to get into the most recent Q drops because we saw the lantern drop and some of the significance of that and some big bombshell news about the secret military um operation or group of soldiers that are going into dc right now and i don't know it looks like they're preparing for something don't know we're gonna get into that too as well but lots and lots and lots to get into so let's jump into it shall we so let's get i want to get around the world real quick and give you guys some updates so uk moves to drop away as 5g vendor citing china coronavirus transparency so we got big boris here he's currently recovering from the virus we got the UK is moving to drop Huawei as a vendor for the country's 5G cell phone network in a major blow to communist China over poor coronavirus transparency. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, now recovering from COVID-19, gave the Chinese company a role in 5G infrastructure this year, squashing opposition last month by 24 votes in the 650-seat House of Commons. But now, concern about the Chinese Communist Party's inaccurate reporting on the coronavirus has lawmakers crafting plans for a retreat. We need to devise a proper, realistic exit strategy for relying on Huawei. Conservative member of the parliament, Damien Green, told Bloomberg News, our telecom providers need to know the government is determined to drive down Huawei's involvement to a 0% over a realistic timescale. And this is just funny to me. This is something that a lot of you have been asking me to dive into as part of the corona. This whole entire virus agenda was 5G part of this. I haven't dived into that part. I haven't researched it, but either way, I'm posting this because this is going to uh, just give a major blow to the Chinese economy, and it's just great news that Boris, he's got the balls here, and he's getting rid, it looks like, of the 5G cell, cell network, Huawei, that is out of China. And it's all over the transparency of the coronavirus. Not being transparent, which we're going to find more information about that today, but it's just great news to see that. Uh, maybe the 5G thing will be something I will dive into, maybe on a live show. A lot of people have been asking me. I, I just haven't. There's so many things going on. I just haven't gotten into it. So great news to see there. And of course, this wouldn't be an episode without a little bit of Soros here. California state election official confirms double voting by mail and Super Tuesday primary. So everyone knows that right now a big push for the democrats is to have mail-in by voting which we know is littered with fraud and it's just going to be cause major problems and major corruption and we know source is all behind this right so look at this we've already had instances this was in march it was confirmed 
California Secretary of State Alex Padilla has confirmed that double voting by mail took place in the March 3rd, 2020 Super Tuesday primary, Breitbart News has exclusively learned. Days before Super Tuesday, Citizen Watchdog Group Election Integrity Project California sent a letter to Padilla requesting his office look into possible double voting in the 2020 primary election. More than a month later, in a letter dated April 7, 2020, Padillo confirmed double voting in one case and suspected double voting by a number of other registered voters on Super Tuesday, according to the letter obtained by Breitbart News. What a surprise. Padillo confirmed in at least one case that two ballots from one voter were opened and counted on election night. Twelve of the 15 total registered voters identified with duplicate voting history are suspected to have cast two ballots for the March primary election, Padillo wrote in the letter. In the remaining two cases, Padilla said county election officials caught the duplicate voter records prior to election day and only one voted was tallied. Padilla said the findings have been forwarded to investigators to follow up necessary with the voters. Are we surprised by this, ladies and gentlemen? Not at all. You've already it, it just started. This is like one of the first ones they rolled out for mailing in votes here, and we already have rampant fraud. <laughs> like, Trump called this a long time ago. We all knew this was was rampant. This was going to happen. And we all we heard the news that broke last episode with Virginia. Uh, they're, they're getting rid of voter ID. You're not required to show an ID to vote. I, I just, I, I don't get it. <clears throat> you can enlist in the army. You need an ID. You can smoke, drink. You need an ID for all that stuff. But you can't, you don't have to show ID to elect a president of your country. I, I just I will never understand that. But we're already seeing we're already seeing news of this uh of this fraudulent activity going on. So we got that going on. And if you guys haven't seen, also another article from Breitbart here. The Who is throwing a huge party. Despite all the negative covers they're getting, they're throwing a party. And none other none other than Hollywood is going to be the entertainers for this party. Look at this. It may no longer have support from President Donald Trump. I would say not just Trump, but the entire country. But the World Health Organization is still getting love from Hollywood. Well, you can see where those allegiances lie there. That's <laughs> from Hollywood. Follow, following President Trump's decision to halt its funding over its alleged mishandling of the Chinese coronavirus pandemic, The Who is moving forward with its star-studded benefit concert on Saturday, which is expected to feature a bevy of Hollywood pop stars coming together and virtually to lend a helping hand to the United Nations agency. The latest celebrities to add their names to the lineup include Taylor Swift, Oprah Winfrey, and Jennifer Lopez. We're going to get into Oprah a little bit later, too. The Who is reeling from allegations that it downplayed the gravity of the coronavirus by deferring to China's communist dictators. It's not allegations. It's, it's, it's fact now. Who, General, who director General Tedros Adahan, let's call him Tedros, is facing calls to resign following allegations that the WHO failed to heed Taiwan's warnings about the coronavirus in December. Taiwan said it reported its concerns on the severity of coronavirus to the WHO, but it was mostly ignored. That's all the evidence you need right there. One world, together at home. Here we go. Look at the globalist name. One world, together at home. That's, this, is what we're, this is what we're supporting. Is scheduled to air in the U.S. on Saturday and is intended to be a celebration of healthcare workers who are battling coronavirus on the front lines. The event, which is co-organized by WHO and Global Citizen, a nonprofit focused on worldwide poverty, is set to air live on the three major U.S. networks as well as stream on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and other platforms. And look, yeah, we got J Lo, we got a bunch of artists, Kesha, we got all the artists right here, and it looks like it's being curated by none other than Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh man the concert had already brought together an impressive roster of musical talent including lizzo billy eilish stevie wonder paul mccartney chris martin alanis morissette and john legend and opera star andrea boselli wow so yeah you guys can see here look at the look at the powers that be who have aligned themselves with look, look how they're aligning with each other we have who teaming up with none other than the people that are still giving the support from Hollywood. That's all. I mean, what, there's really nothing else to say about this. I, anybody out there that I know going to be watching this garbage? I, I don't know anybody. I won't be. But I'm sure they can, they'll have fun together throwing their, uh, their satanic um, music festival with each other all about that. So moving on. 
This is great here. This is fantastic. This is from Zero Hedge. The paper of record says, feel sorry for Bill Gates, who's been targeted with conspiracy theories. And yes, there are articles out there right now saying, yes, let's feel bad for Bill Gates. We should feel bad for Bill Gates. Look at how he's being targeted on social media. This is the agenda that's being pushed right now. The Wall Street Journal's Deepa Satharaman wants us to know that while poor billionaire Bill Gates has long been a target for online trolls, that the social media attacks have intensified. As the Microsoft co-founder and World Health Organization benefactor has become the left's de facto coronavirus czar. Seelerman suggests that the attacks have increased due to Gates' angry criticism towards President Trump, who halted funding to the WHO due to organizations' handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and its allegiance to China. In the 24 hours after Mr. Gates' comments, his Twitter account was mentioned at least 270,000 times, more than 30 times more than average, mainly by angry supporters of President Trump, according to Clemson University researchers. Mr. Gates' Instagram post from April 5th drew an additional 45,000 comments in that same 24-hour period. The post now has more than 225,000 comments, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I just have to say, good job, guys. Good job. We are somewhere, we're a small part in that number, but we are all there. Good job. Fantastic. Perhaps the conspiracy theorists are having a little trouble digesting the fact that Gates, whose vaccine efforts in India were blamed for a devastating non-polio acute flaccid paralysis epidemic that paralyzed 490,000 children. Coincidentally, hosted in October 2019, high-level pandemic simulation in New York called Event 201, which specifically focused on coronavirus and projected over 65 million deaths worldwide. Combine that with Gates' recent comments about mass vaccination and biometric identification in order to open up the country and allow people to attend mass gatherings. That is his plan, remember, guys? His plan is we're not going to be ready to open the country till what, 21, 22? And he wants to have a digital wallet of who's been vaccinated and what we've been vaccinated with keeping it all on a log in some big computer system. Sign me up. And as we scroll, I want to, oh yes, I want what, this is what I wanted to show you guys. So in regards to this 490,000 children, when people always ask, well, what has, isn't Gates just trying to help the world with these vaccines? Why is everyone bashing Gates? Well, people don't know because it's not being reported that there has been severe side effects to a lot of these children and a lot of these people that have taken Gates polio vaccine, and it's documented right in this article here. This is called the correlation between non-polio acute flaccid paralysis rates with pulse polio frequency, which is the vaccine in India. And I'm going to put this article in the description below for the link so you guys can pour over it. But the, mo- the main thing here is, is this paragraph right here. And it's not that long. This, 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 uh, this uh, journal here is really, it's, I think it's like six or seven pages, but it's packed full of information. But it read here, while the mechanism involved is speculative, our findings suggest that the increase in NPAFP, which is that paralysis that I said that these kids suffered as a side effect due to the vaccine, was indeed an adverse effect of the pulse polio immunization program. This increase in this paralysis was notified only because of excellent surveillance methods, the meticulous recording of data, accurate pulling of the figures nationally and making it available in the public domain. The 491,000 additional cases of paralysis would not have been noticed otherwise. From the public health point of view, this underlines the importance of collecting and reporting aggregated adverse events following immunization, which is another word for vaccine data, which is essential to making our immunization program safer. And it does go on to say that it did the, the vaccines did help curve the polio but at what cost the problem right now is the vaccine agenda is being pushed there is a vaccine i guess war going on i guess you could say like a war like a vaccine war race going on between hydroxychloroquine and the gates and the gates vaccines are slowly being rolled out and being tested right now that's what's happening but again the world wants us to feel bad for gates so anyone that says, oh, he's just trying to help, well, you can you can show them this this journal here, this article that is all sourced. This entire thing is sourced. All the sources are right here. 
This came out in 2018 and nothing's been done about it. So you guys can always keep that in your back pocket. Always look at the links. I provide links to everything I talk about. so You guys can dive into it. And if I make a mistake, th tell me. I will be the first one to admit it. I have no problem with that. So, and people, and at the same time, while we the uh, mainstream media is asking us to feel bad for Gates, this came out today. This is a quote from Bill Gates and News.Yahoo. There are 7 billion people on the planet. We are going to need to vaccinate nearly every one. And, he's going, and, he, and he went on in the continuous article that he is going to need help and that it's going to be a challenge, but we can get it done. I don't understand. And he wonders why people are attacking him, and we have to feel bad for him. It's unreal. And just to throw this out there too, Microsoft came out with this patent just after, just after Bill Gates stepped down off the Microsoft board. This is called a cryptocurrency system using body activity. And what this essentially is, is they're going to be using humans as energy sources to mine cryptocurrency. And based on their activity, they are going to get rewarded a portion of, of whatever cryptocurrency they're working with. It says it right here. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in, in a mining process of cryptocurrency system. And the best thing I could try to tell you guys to get a visual of what this could look like, if you guys have seen Black Mirror on Netflix, it's the only episode I've watched on Netflix, but it is pretty much a system set up where these people go, they're in this locked, I guess, dimension. What I don't know what they're in, but it's almost like a jail, but it's not, it's not real. You have to watch it, but they're put in these systems where they have to do certain tasks to gain a currency to keep living, to buy food. And one of those tasks is a, is a, is a, is a health bike, you know, stationary bike. And the more they do, the more they get paid, the more they get that this currency. And this is exactly what this, what this is referring to here. This shit is evil, evil stuff. And the weird thing is too, I saw somewhere, if you take this, this order here, this, I think this is the patent number. Someone broke it down here. It says WO, so World Oil 2020. And you have 06, 06, 06. So again, people are always making huge deals because it says 666. But again, it's just really cool to see these things line up with these, uh, with Bill Gates and, and you know, the, the company he's no longer really associated with, but you know, he's still, he's still got connections there. Obviously, it was his company. He built it to what it is. But this is just stuff that we're all, it's all out there. The public's seeing this stuff. Crazy. And, Real quick, I wanted to bring this guy up. This guy's on Twitter. He's FBH Financial Bounty Hunter. He has a treasure trove of information. So anybody watching this right now, go follow him on Twitter. He is trying to bring the Gates Foundation down along with the Clinton Foundation and establishing all the links between those two with this fund called Global Fund. I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty of this. I'm probably going to do a separate episode just on their threads alone. But... This man here is calling attention to Trump saying that, hey, there is rampant fraud here and you just want to bring attention to it. And there's no nothing bad about that. So just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Now, this was something that was really interesting that kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. This video has been apparently been taken down off Facebook and Instagram. It's a video of two young girls here talking about how they don't, they're, they want, they're starting this hashtag, hashtag say no to Bill Gates. And it was the deleted video. It was from RFK Jr.'s feed because Americans are not allowed to say no to Bill Gates. Let's take a watch real quick. The darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end but I know where it starts They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes And that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over when I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I 
didn't know I was lost. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older. Till we do what makes him money. And the video goes on. It's for another minute or 20 seconds. So you guys get the point. <clears throat> and it's nice to see young people uh, realizing what's going on here. And the vaccine push is about the money. There's cures out there right now that already exist. And we're going to see another uh, potential cure here in just a moment. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. But again, I only brought this up. I, I know we've been beating Bill Gates like a dead horse, but seeing the article talking about that we should feel bad for him just sent me over the edge uh, earlier this morning. And I just don't want people to forget this is these are this is the truth. This is what's going on. All right, so let's keep going here. U.S. launches another Zero Hedge article here. U.S. launches full-scale investigation into the Wuhan lab. Now, this is, this is great. U.S. has launched a full-scale investigation into whether COVID-19 escaped from a biolab in Wuhan, China, according to Fox News. According to the report, U.S. intelligence operators have gather, are gathering information regarding the laboratory and the initial outbreak of the virus which was found in a horseshoe bat specimen collected by scientists from the Huan Institute of Virology in 2013 in a cave in Yanyan, China. The investigation will help intelligence analysts piece together a timeline for what the CCP knew as well as create an accurate picture of what happened. The findings, which aren't expected to take, take long, will then be presented to Trump, the Trump administration to determine how to hold China accountable for the pandemic, which has killed over 150,000 people and infected at least 2 million mil, Oh my gosh, 2 million as of this writing. On Wednesday, Fox News reported that the virus likely originated in the Wuhan lab as part of an effort to prove that China's ability to identify and combat viruses is equal or greater to the United States, as opposed to the creation of a bioweapon. Although, according to the Nobel Peace Prize winning professor who discovered HIV SARS-CoV-2 is a manipulated virus which was accidentally released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Professor Luke Mont Montingener Montagnier, yeah, Luke Montagnier says that the virus was clearly being used to study an AIDS vaccine. That's very interesting. With my colleague, biomathematician Jean-Claude Perez, we carefully analyzed the description of the genome of this RNA virus. Explains Luke Montagnier, interviewed by Dr. Jean Francis Lamone for the Daily Podcast. I'm not going to try to pronounce that, adding that others have already explored this avenue. In order to insert an HIV sequence into this genome, molecular tools are needed, and that can only be done in a laboratory. So they're saying this is very easily, very easy. This investigation should wrap up rather quickly because something, the virus, what's in, contained in this virus, was something that can only be made with molecular tools, which can only be found in a lab. Crazy stuff. Absolutely crazy stuff. So that that's what we're that's what we're seeing here. And we were told, right? We were told we knew this what in January we were talking about this, the Anons, we were all the channels we were all talking about this. That it obviously came from a lab and all that stuff. And here we are. We were told we were conspiracy theorists, right wingers, all that other garbage, and we were getting fact checked and censored. Censored on all social media platforms because they wanted us to believe that this came out of a market. A wet market and the reason why this really does get interesting is because of this as well in the daily mail u.s governments gave 3.7 million dollar grant this was during the obama joe biden administration to wuhan lab at the center of the coronavirus leak scrutiny that was performing experiments on bats from the caves where the disease is believed to have originated wow the U.S. National Institutes of Health, a government agency, awarded a $3.7 million research grant to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The lab is the center of several conspiracy theories that suggest it is the original source of the coronavirus outbreak. The Institute experimented on bats from the source of the coronavirus. that They were captured more than 1,000 miles away in Yunyanyan. Sequencing of the COVID-19 genome has traced it to bats in Union's caves. The U.S. government funded research on coronavirus transmission in the lab over the last decade. So, I mean, this could be this could be something big. This could be nothing. And the reason why it could be nothing is because grants are given all the time to different countries for all different kinds of research. That is true. But because of the stage that the coronavirus is on right now, any kind of money being donated to this lab 
in regards to any kind of research on this virus has to be looked at. Has to be looked at. And Trump was already on video. I saw it earlier today that he's going to look at this grant and he's going to shut it down immediately. But this is all going to be a part of that investigation into that laboratory. Man. But if it does come out on the other end that this is this something knowingly knowingly was going on, that, that word's going to be important in just a moment. Knowingly going on, this could be something on just an entirely different epic level. We'll have to see. All right, so as we carry on here, this was interesting. An arguing with some of my liberal friends here about how the numbers are being reported and it's being reported according to the guidelines of the CDC, but are there extra incentives for reporting COVID patients that they don't really know if they die from COVID, they just, from bias and non-testing, people are being labeled as COVID and it's going, it's padding the numbers. Let's get into this. This is from the Epic Times here. Doctors express concern over CDC guidelines that inflate CCP virus deaths, according to state senator. A Minnesota doctor is voicing his concern that the Centers for Disease Control and Guidelines on How to Complete COVID-19 Death Certificates may influence medical certificates to inflate the number of deaths from the disease. The seven-page guideline received by Dr. Scott Jensen, a family physician and Republican state senator from Minnesota, explains how he may state a death to be presumed COVID-19 death. Even if testing was not done to confirm it, COVID-19 is a disease caused by the CCP virus commonly known as the novel coronavirus. Physicians don't like it when political types try to impact what we do when it comes to patient care, Jensen said on the Don Giordano program. And really, the last thing we do for our patient in many situations is appropriately and accurately complete the death certificate. According to Jensen, a death certificate should be based on facts and not presumptions or biases. The CDC's guideline states in cases where a definite diagnosis of COVID-19 cannot be made, but it is suspected or likely the circumstances are compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty, it is acceptable to report a COVID-19 on a death certificate as probable or presumed. So the CDC has basically given all hospitals the free reign to, if they, they, because of the, if in certain areas there's amount, the amount of bodies is just too much. They can't autopsy everything. If they look at the patient and presume off their doctor, hold on, I gotta find where where is this coming from? Where's all this noise coming from? Okay. The CDC has completely given hospitals free reign to label COVID patients the deaths, the reason for their death as COVID-19, even if they aren't tested now. It can be presumed by a doctor's bias and their experience. And this doctor is saying that that is completely wrong. A death certificate should be based on facts and not presumptions or biases. But the CDC is, they're allowing this. They're allowing this. So let's look. Although testing was not conducted to verify the disease, the CDC says probable COVID-19 may be listed as the underlying cause of death, given the patient's symptoms and exposure to an infected individual. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Deborah Brooks said in an April 7th task force briefing that if someone dies with COVID-19, with, not from, with COVID-19, we're counting that as a COVID-19 death. Right here. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And New York City's decision to include unconfirmed virus patients in the death toll is a step away from how U.S. health officials had generally attributed COVID-19 deaths in the first place, which was only when patients tested positive for the disease, which is how it should be, but it's not. And this was something that I always wondered, and now it was confirmed. Was there always a money incentive to be involved with this as far as labeling patients COVID or non-COVID and their deaths? Do hospitals get anything out of this? And yes, there is incentives. Jensen says besides pushing back on the CDC guideline, he has also been vocal about the financial motives of hospitals to treat COVID-19 patients. If I admit a patient, a Medicare patient to the hospital and just diagnose pneumonia, the diagnosed related group payment, the lump sum payment the hospital received for that patient will be about $4,500, Jensen said. But if I put pneumonia COVID-19, it triples. It goes to $13,000. And with regards to patients being put in a ventilator, the hospital gets $39,000. 
Jensen says, when money is involved, I don't think there's any question that human nature will try to massage the numbers, statistics to say what you want them to say. And guys, that that's huge. Because we all know, that's old news, that all the models that were based, the original coronavirus models were all garbage. All the numbers were terrible. They were all severely downgraded. And right now, it's just a safe face phase. And what do you think? Of course, people are going to pad their numbers. They need to get those debt. So the debt toll is going to be political, uh, politicized. I tweeted about this last night. It's going to be politicized. That number has got to be close to what they were projecting it to be, or they're just going to, they're going to get destroyed. But they're not going to even get close to that number. They're not even close. But you see, there are other incentives here. Crazy. And remember, this is from the BCBS. They give pediatricians $400 per child who's got 100% of vaccines, including the flu they recommended by age of two. It's called Provider Incentive Program. Page 15 will give you an idea why it's so hard to find a vaccine-exemption-friendly pediatrician. And this is from the Vax.com. This is from Vax. It's actually a documentary. Pediatrician Dr. Bob Zajic, I lose $700,000 a year because I don't make every kid vaccinate. You don't think there's an agenda being pushed right now? Absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's sick. It's sick. So, so if, the, if there's a war going on with the vaccines, right? So there's got to be some natural cures out there, in which we're seeing with hydroxychloroquine. But this right here, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, Jordan Sather has been a huge advocate of chlorine dioxide. And... As of yesterday, this was a breaking news, a foundation in Colombia started clinical trials four days ago using chlorine dioxide on patients with COVID-19. He meant to put 19, he typoed 16. This is huge because chlorine dioxide is cheap and can be made by anyone, anywhere. I'm going to try to contact them. We'll report. And here's the study, and I'm going to put this right in the description as well. This is something that is actually being attacked by the uh, Department of Justice right now as well, saying this is a bleach going along with the uh with the mainstream media saying this is toxic bleach which i've i've seen plenty of homeopathic doctors recommend chlorine dioxide in low dosage i mean i've seen it it's not anything that's you know that'll kill you but that's as far as i want to talk about it but there is a study here showing that they're going to do clinical trials of chlorine dioxide on covid-19 patients and again this will be even cheaper than hydroxychloroquine so if the narrative is being broken that we don't need these drugs, we don't need these vaccines, but there's other cures out there that already exist, who's that going to look bad for? It's going to look bad for anyone involved, Big Pharma, Gates Foundation, who, all these people. We are fighting against huge, huge enemies that have endless amount of money. But this is what we're fighting against. All right, just a few, just uh, this last couple of things here before we get into the Q drops. This, this drove me insane. Oprah warns black community that coronavirus is taking, and this is in quote, taking, taking us out, referring to black people. So again, it has to be turned into a race thing, right? So instead of going on a huge rant like I wanted to originally, I found somebody that did it even better than I could because this is turning into a race thing apparently, right? Because it's not, it's, it's, coronavirus is just coming for black people. It's also coming for all people. So I found this here from Anton Tucker on Twitter. He's going to drop the mic here and I'll let you listen to his video here. One second. Here we go. To all the people out there that keep talking about white supremacy, white supremacy, white people run shit. It's true. There is no fucking white supremacy. And let me explain to you why. All the poor white people in this country are locked the fuck in their house just like the rest of the other poor people in this country are. There is no fucking privilege for them to leave their homes. LeBron James, rich ass, is sitting in a big ass mansion. He's defending China while China is fucking the black folks, but he's quarantining in a big ass house. The people that, that actually succeed in this system, it's not about white people. It's about people willing to sell out and circumvent the work of God. Those are the people that are achieving in this system. This isn't a white supremacist system. This is a sellout system. And you need to wake the fuck up. Too many people selling you on the idea that somehow a bunch of white people are in on it and, and they all are getting special treatment. They're fucking not, okay? They're not. Everybody's locked the fuck in the house. Everyone's being treated the same, except for the people that sold out. Too old. Oof. Spitting straight fire right there. I love it. 
Love it. That is fantastic. So fantastic. And he's absolutely right. This is affecting everybody of all colors. Why do we have to make it about race? Why? Why do we have to go there? It's just unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. So let's get into the Q drops. The best part of the episode here. I got to get a drop here on my, on my board for when I do Q drops so we can do some really like, like a cool intro or something. We'll figure that out. So let's go into the Q drops here. Where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Right here. So let's go to 3981. This was dropped yesterday. It says, together we will win. Very simple Q drop. It was just says, together we will win, where we go one, we go all. And they link a Twitter here, a tweet from Will Winnigan. It was his birthday, and he just wanted to say one thing. California. Very simple, right? So he got, he got queued for this, and it was great to see. Great to see. Just Q's again showing more support, getting people, getting the morale up, I, I'm assuming here. 3982. This is where it gets spicy. We are ready. And here's another picture of the Punisher symbol. And it links a tweet here to Lou Dobbs. And we're going to watch that video right now. And it says, We are ready. And it says, Set one. This is in the kill boxes. Set one, mission good. And what this is saying to me is that the first round of indictments is going to be coming. And why do we feel that way? Let's look at the video here. My name is tonight, investigative reporter John Solomon, editor-in-chief of his new media outlet, Just the News. John, great to have you with us. Uh, more and Good more be is you, being revealed, uh, but it all, it, it's great to have you. I, and, and more and more is being revealed but it all is much the same thing. It's all about FBI official political corruption. Uh, and this is even uh, more emphatically damning uh, because it's very clear that the FBI under President Obama knew that a Russian uh, intelligence operation was being run, a disinformation campaign, uh, and with the help of an MI6, former MI6 operative, who was at the center of the FBI investigation and effort to overthrow the president, uh, the, the, the man who would become uh, the president of the United States. This is outrageous. And it gets more outrageous by the day because no one's been held accountable. Yeah, uh, listen, in my worst nightmare, I could never imagine what would have come out this week. The level of information that the FBI had that raised red flags that they should have never, not even for a moment, entertained Christopher Steele as a human source, as a confidential informant, is now overwhelming, overwhelming evidence. Let's think of the things we know. One of the people he was talking to was a Russian intelligence official who was under surveillance by us. They, they had a separate FISA on him, yet they were taking Christopher uh, Steele's word that that was credible information. His other source disowned it. He's paid by Hillary Clinton. Some of his information is disproven right away. He exaggerates his record at MI6. All of these things came out this week. Christopher Steele should never have been shown a door inside the FBI. And instead, we sustained two and a half years of an investigation into false allegations with this country and our president through an unnecessary process. Unnecessary. This was an attempt to overthrow the president. This was an Bingo. attempt to align the entire FBI with Russian intelligence objectives and missions. And this should result not in a discussion about, uh, you know, the unseemliness of a, a sordidly politically corrupt officialdom of the FBI under President Obama. It should be about a sinister cabal operating in the intelligence agencies, the FBI and the Justice Department to overthrow a president. And we have been talking about we have not been talking about the wrong things, but our leadership in Washington has been talking about the wrong things and feeding us pablum when, in point of fact, they are refusing to bring these people to justice. And I, I say refusing. This is outrageous that we're mm -hmm. having this discussion well, in tuned. 2020. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just outrageous. We're talking about four years ago. Yeah, no, it's taken a very long time. And part of the reason is the FBI and the intelligence community are very good at obfuscating 
and hiding the truth, whether they redact things, claim they're classified, falsify documents, which they did in this case. They have done a good job. But I will say this. There is some fairly significant evidence at this very moment, this week, the last couple of weeks, Lou, that there is some criminal investigative activity that I think will result in some actions coming out soon. It's not going to be a lot. Don't expect 10 or 12 indictments. But there could be a handful of indictments and much more information. And I think one very important thing, the FBI had had something right. There was a campaign. And that's why I want to just get there. I usually don't let videos go that long, but there that's right there. There's going to be possibly don't everyone get their hopes up because we've heard this. We've heard this how many times with uh, with news. Don't get your don't get your expectations up. Do not get your hopes up. It could be five indictments coming down. Could be. So we'll have to wait and see. But there's a reason why I'm showing you all this. It's overwhelming evidence now. We all know what the footnote said. We all know what the footnote said. So this is what we're talking about here. Q tag that video in this drop. We are ready. Set one mission good. That sounds pretty confident to me, right? We are ready. Set one mission good. And if we go to the next drop, 3983 is a picture here of the American flag. We've seen Q post this many times. And 3984, Q responds to U.S. military. And this is this is just, I guess, Q. This is some of their operations. Greetings from Maryland, D.C., Hawaii, and beyond. Where we go one, we go all. And the tweet, I think I had it here, is Lieutenant Freedom here uh, just reporting in. Don't need to play it. Nothing significant. Just giving his location, saying where we want, where we go one, we go all. Really cool stuff. But it was nice to see that Q is pretty much saying where their operations are based out of Maryland, D.C., Hawaii, and beyond. Really, really cool. But this is it. The next three drops is where it gets really good. Thirty-nine eighty-five. The corn has been harvested. And for anyone that's new here to the to the uh, movement, the pictures of the corn represent the people that are going to be indicted. This is because of the famous Comey pictures of him in his cornfields out in Idaho. We've seen pictures of the grown cornfields and Q saying ready for harvest. And now Q has said now 3985, here we are at April 18th, the corn has been harvested. And it's a link here to a YouTube video that says above and beyond. There's been some digs on what this means. I did not get into it, but it looks like it's just some um, more of meditation music which is very interesting but it's this is what's going on in 3986 q responds to retired u.s military and anon wrote ex-military here q please don't let us down we were willing to die then and still willing to die now do us proud please and q wrote back for god and country brother and now before we get into the last q drop which i find the most the most recent q drop to be the most interesting I want to get into this article here. This is where the secret military force came into play and why it's going to be on the title of this episode. This is from Newsweek. Exclusive. As Washington, D.C. faces coronavirus spike, secret military task force prepares to secure the Capitol. This is from two days ago. The District of Columbia Mayor Muriel Bowser yesterday ordered a one-month extension of the state of emergency as cases in the region grow at a rapid pace. Federal officials in the nation's capital expect a New York line-like epidemic in the district, Maryland and Virginia, one that could potentially cripple the government. No one wants to talk evacuation, especially when there's nowhere to go, says a senior military officer working on a continu uh, continuity of government planning. He requested an anonymity. Because he is not authorized to speak on the record, but a little-known military task force charged with evacuating Washington has already been activated, and task force charged with the most sensitive government mission of securing Washington in the face of attackers, foreign and domestic, and if necessary, moving White House and other key government offices to alternate locations. Activated on March 16th, the Joint Task Force National Capital Region, or JTF-NCR, is chartered to defend Washington on land, in the air, and even on its waterfronts. The special task force, the only one of its kind in the country, demonstrates how these are how the how there are two sides of government preparedness: the public face and the, even the day-to-day -day work. Most men and women assigned to JTF is the same as it is everywhere else in the country: medical support, delivering supplies, manning health health check stations. But behind the scenes, the JTF is responsible for what the military calls homeland defense. What to do in the face of an armed attack in the United States, everything from guarding Washington skies to preparing for the civil 
unrest that could occur if a nuclear weapon were detonated in the capital. The most immediate JTF is charged with facilitating continue, continuity of government, particularly moving civil and military leaders to secret locations where the order were the order given to evacuate the city. Ever since National Guard starting to activate the countrywide, Pentagon officials have insisted that men and women in uniform are not conducting secret missions and that they will not administer or enforce stay-at-home quarantines. The Pentagon has also rejected reports, including articles in Newsweek, about martial law or other extreme contingency plans, arguing that Guard remains under strict control or state governors while federal troops support civil agencies like FEMA. And yet, the activation of the JTF include almost 10,000 uninformed personnel to carry out its special orders contradicts those assurances. JTF is not only real and operating, reporting directly to the Secretary of Defense for some of its missions, but some of its units are already on 24-7 alert, specially sequestered on military bases and kept out of the coronavirus support duties to ensure their readiness. So they have military forces already on standby for any to protect Washington from foreign and domestic threats. And all this is going on while we're hearing about indictments going on at the same time. Of the FBI, it could be anybody. Because remember what Q said about the first indictment. It would trigger mass awakening. Mass awakening. So it has to be someone famous. It has to be somebody famous. It's got to be either Hillary, it's got to be Obama, it's got to be someone on that level. That the world will know. But it's just interesting here. It's super interesting to see all this going on at the same time. That article came out two days ago and it blew my mind. Blew my mind. So last cue drop and we're going to tie this episode up. One if by land, two if by sea. And this is a picture here for anyone that can't see in the podcast. is two lanterns. It looks like in a watchtower. In front of a watchtower window. And they're not lit. They're not lit yet. So there's been... There's been some speculation as to what this means, and the, the best one that I agree with that I thought was part of it was this. I tweeted it. It says, "Are the enemy's plan is the enemy's plan about to be exposed to the world?" I I posted Q post drop seven six five. Watch the water marker. Watch the water. Now, why is watching the water important? Well, when you go back to this image here, the image it's apparently it's from Colorado Winds on Twitter. He said, a code devised by the poet Longfellow used by Paul Revere in his ride to Concord. It was to alert the patriots to the route the enemy had chosen to use in their advance. One lantern meant they would transit the longer, slower route by land. Two lanterns meant the faster sea route. So when I read that, it triggered me to find that this other Q drop here, 765, watched the water marker. Where Q said, watch the water. And there's two lanterns in this picture. So I feel something's going to happen with maybe China and maybe some trade some trade going on or they were infiltrating us by, by sea somehow. Something of that nature is going to come to light and it's going to expose them. And again, Q says they are ready. Mission good. Set one in the kill boxes. So it looks like... I know everyone's been feeling like we've been on the defense for a long time. Taking attacks from mainstream media, friends, family, whoever. Whoever it is on Twitter. Constantly telling us we're crazy. We're nuts. It looks like we're finally going to be on the offensive again. I think we're at the... We've already passed the peak of what's going to happen with this virus. I think we're coming down on it now. I believe maybe in May. We're going to start seeing the slow opening of the country back. And everything's going to be returned back to normal. This is going to be something we're just going to be put behind us and something we're just going to remember 2024 for good or for worse. For, yeah, for good or for worse. So absolutely crazy. Crazy. So let's end on a good note, right? So this video here was circulating, circulating uh, Twitter. This was originally out there to shame Trump. But, you know, this just made me like him even more. And watching this, I just wanted to show this with everybody. This was a skip from Saturday Night Live. And I'll just let you guys watch it and see for yourself. Here we go. Me at Donald Trump's House of Wings. You know our wings will make you happy.
I saying I'm a chicken wing expert? No. But I can tell you this. The wing is hands down the best part of the chicken. Better than the head, better than the torso, better than the back. And at Donald Trump's House of Wings, you can get them with five different levels of hotness. Regular, hot, three-alarm, suicidal, and hell spawn. And if you like celery, congratulations, it's on the house. You know our wings come with free celery. And there you have it. And it goes on and on, but it's funny. It's just a, you know, again, the, 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 I have to realize this something the le- the left is terrible about making memes and trying to make fun of our, our th- what we believe is the truth. It's just funny. They they're not, we are on a whole different level as far as smearing the, uh, the lefties making the snowflakes cry. So that is the episode today, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed it. There is a lot of information, a lot of things to mull over um tomorrow could be a big day the next this after today what's today 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 is saturday i feel like this coming week is going to be huge there's going to be some big big things happening if we get those indictments it's it's going to change the narrative from the coronavirus to focusing back onto what we were originally waiting and hoping for which were these indictments and it's coming it's coming you can feel it q says be ready we are ready and all that good stuff so Let's see what happens. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching the Woke Society's YouTube channel. Everyone out there on the podcast listening, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about this channel. Get the word out there. Let everyone know we are the news now. Hit that subscribe button. Go to the bit shoot if you want to increase your fandom. And you can become a patron, not bit shoot, Patreon as little as a dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. Go to the bit shoot as my backup channel in case you don't want to look at YouTube. And of course my wokesocies.com webpage with all my podcasting platforms there so you can download my content on the go. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining. I'm gonna probably do a live live soon, probably in the next two or three days, we'll see. But either way, I'm always gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be I don't think I'm going back to work till at least maybe June. Until then, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. Until then.